Prospect Pipeline. Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Prospect Pipeline here on the Flyers Broadcast Network, Flyers Radio 24-7. I'm Brian Smith, joined, of course, by Bill Meltzer as we take a spin through the Flyers farm system and take a look at what's going on with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms as well as elsewhere in the Flyers system. We've got guys all over the world, literally, and Bill does a very good job of Keeping track of those folks, we'll start out with the Phantoms, who have had a, a pretty good run as of late, Bill. They've uh, picked up uh, wins in uh, their last two at home and also uh, able to split a series up uh, north of the border in uh, in Canada against Belleville and Laval. So it's been uh, you know pretty good running for them now here as they uh, get ready to start what I believe is a four-game road trip. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, the trip in to Canada, they both games – I thought they played pretty well for for lengthy stretches of both games. They they lost in Belleville, they won in Laval, but uh, you know that, that was things things were going a little bit rough at the start of the season. Um, uh, the penalty kill was really struggling. Now they they did have some issues uh, in Belleville, and I really decided that game. But they they seemed to have, to a degree righted righted the ship in that regard. They've gotten some players back from injury. Um, Cooper Marodi. Coming back has, has been big for the team. That's a guy who's been a, a top AHL scorer. And uh, coming back this weekend at two points right off the bat, uh, coming back to the Phantom. So you know, they're, they're getting some players back. Uh, I think what's been encouraging has been some of the young guys have been stepping up for the team, taking a little bigger bite of the team. That, that's That's been big. And, uh, uh, you know, you never want to see a player hurt. Troy Grosnick is still going to be an important part of the team going forward. But his injury has given Sam Samuel Orson the chance to start each of each of the last four games, and he's he's played really really well. Um, almost had a shutout the other night, so you know that's uh, I mean, a, a lot of positives. Still a long way to go, but the Phantoms look like a team that's on the upswing. And uh, you know, the, you know, sometimes sometimes you win games you don't deserve to win. I really think the Phantoms have gotten deserved wins, uh, both of the, both the games at home this weekend, and really they. You know, they could have done even better than a split the weekend before. So, uh, you know, uh, trending, trending, I think, overall in a positive way for them. You know, we talk a lot about, um, you know, the guys the Flyers have playing for the Phantoms that are, you know, there to develop. Um, you know, we'll, we'll certainly get into them in just a moment. But, uh, you know, you, you bring up Cooper Marodi, and it, it kind of reminds me a little bit that there are some, you know, some veterans that are there that, um, you know, not necessarily the guys that they've sent down there to get themselves established and developed. And, and Marodi is, you know, one of those guys. Flyers did actually draft him all the way back in 2015. Never signed him, but he did uh, establish himself with uh, the Edmonton organization and uh, got some NHL games there before now coming back to Lehigh Valley. And you know, it, it would seem that uh, w- with what the Flyers are going through injury-wise, um, you know, that there there could be guys. Uh, like Marodi and and others that are that are options. Although you know you got to make sure that the guys that are on NHL contracts. But uh, you know there, there's there's a few folks down there that aren't necessarily the guys that um, fans have heard of uh, that could come up and contribute. For sure, um, one of the guys who's still injured is Adam Brooks. Uh, you know Brooks spent basically all last season on NHL rosters. Now he was. You know, bouncing around on waivers from one organization to another, but but spent pretty much the whole year in the NHL. Um, just didn't get a lot of chance to play. Uh, he hasn't really played hasn't really played for the Phantoms yet. That that's a guy who 
if you have injuries, could definitely come in and come you know, come up and, and fill in for a while. Um, Flyers on, on Monday, uh, as we're recording this on a Monday, Flyers just uh, recalled Max Wilman. And Max, of course, spent some games in the NHL last year. To me, he's been one of the fans' most consistent players this year. I think, he, I think he's earned a recall to the NHL. And, and I mean, Max will, Max will play a bottom six role in the NHL level. He's more of a top-of-the-lineup guy in the American League. But he brings a lot of speed, a lot of hustle, you know, can, can score the occasional goal. I mean, those are the kind of guys you need in your, your American League system. And I'll just mention one other guy real fast, uh, Louis Belpatio on defense. And he came up as an eighth defenseman for the Flyers so, you know, for when they took their first road trip of the season, didn't get into a game. He's been a tremendous asset to the Phantoms so far. Um, he, he's paired with Cam York often, um, just, a, just a stabilizing guy, and also a guy who can contribute some offense too. So you need, you know, you need some of those American League veterans um, and right up to, you know, right up to uh, Cal O'Reilly and, and Garrett, Garrett Wilson, who are not candidates to play in the NHL anymore, but they have a ton of pro experience. They're good leaders. They set a good example for the young players. You know, you, in the American League, it's a combination of trying to win and trying to develop. I think there's a good leadership group that's in place in Lehigh Valley. And, yeah, that other transaction that you, you just mentioned, Tanner Lisinski going down to the Phantoms to probably get some time to work on his game and, and sharpen some things up. Flyers are also sending Patrick Brown to the Phantoms for conditioning, which would tell you that uh, perhaps he is on the cusp of coming back. And, and, and he could definitely lend um, not only a veteran presence down there in Lehigh Valley, but uh, even some more experience to the Flyers' bottom six if it comes down to it. So uh, the Flyers certainly do have some options here. When, uh, when it comes to trying to get their offense going, which has been a little bit of a trouble here over uh, this uh, last week or so as they get ready to head into this road trip. Um, you know, let, let, let's head into the, some of the guys that we usually look at on the Phantoms, uh, starting with Cam York, who we uh, saw go down with an injury a couple weeks ago, and we were kind of worried when we saw it, uh, saw the clips anyway, because wasn't putting any weight on uh, one leg, and you know, we didn't know exactly what was going on, but it turned out that... Uh, it was not anything that was a big deal. He didn't miss any time, and uh, he came back out and had, uh, you know, a pretty good uh, trip to Canada. He did. Um, you know, was jumping right back in the, jumping right up in the play. Um, you know, you know, not not everything went his way. There were there were a couple mistakes, but what I liked was the bounce back because when the mistake would happen, he we would just respond. He would just keep rolling. That that to me has been one of the things that, uh, you know. Cam has had some room for improvement for that one mistake doesn't become two. Um, you know, he, he's been not just points, not just because he's leading the fans with nine points, although he is a guy you do look for points from, from the back end, you know, that that's one of his primary skill sets is his ability to contribute offense, but just, just his mobility, his ability to trigger the rush, get, get plays out of the end zone. You know, he, I, I thought that he's, I thought he's had a couple good weeks in a row now. And, um, the injury in, in Hershey, as you said, was pretty scary looking. Um, had to be helped off the ice. Um, wasn't putting any weight on, on one foot. Actually, you know, just just a, as a quick aside, uh, the the injury to uh, Wade Allison kind of reminded me of the one to York. It was a similar looking play, and he had to be helped off the ice. And hopefully, the, the uh, hopefully it's the same kind of thing where it looks scary, but it ends up just being a, a sh- you know short term day to day kind of thing. Um, it hasn't affected York's mobility at all. And I guess the, the biggest the biggest reward has been that when they were in Laval, he scored in overtime. Uh, you, you may have seen the clips. 
uh, after he scored, he, he just rushed right off the ice. He ran, basically ran up the tunnel. Um, one of the more interesting celebrations I've seen. Um, and then this past Sunday at home against Laval, uh, the Phantoms were leading two to nothing in the third period. Uh, Laval comes back, scores two power play goals. Again, the Phantoms PK has still has room to improve. Um, but they, they scored two power play goals. They tie the game. Phantoms get a power play and New York just, uh, just buried a shot. It was nice to see, put the Phantoms back on top again. And then, and then when they're defending a one goal lead late, came up with a really important block shot too. So contributing on both ends of the ice, looks like, looks like Cam is getting, you know, getting to where they need him to be. So, uh, offensively, just in terms of his all around game and certainly dodging a bow with the injury, all, all good stuff for Cam. You look at um, you know the the Phantoms' leading scorers, and you know it kind of looks like the, what you would want to see if you were uh, looking for development down there, because the guys uh, near the top of the list are all developmental guys, with the exception of of Cal O'Reilly. You've got Cam York leading the team in scoring nine points, Tyson Forrester two points back of him, as well as uh, O'Reilly there with seven points. Then Elliot Denoye, Ronnie Adder, Ole Lixell, all right there. Um, so you got guys that are. Certainly down there contributing, and you know they are doing what they need to do. Flyers, again, approaching this season really with the, the mindset, I think, of that group in particular and, and some other guys on that list that they would prefer to just leave them in, uh, in Lehigh Valley for as long as possible and let them establish and grow their game. And, and like we were saying earlier, uh, if, if they need somebody up at the NHL level, might look at the veterans such as Max Willman, who did come up. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, the, the, uh, you know, a lot of these young guys are, are getting used in key situations. Um, and, uh, Den is killing penalties and, and he's on that first PK rotation. Um, just scored a, just scored a huge shorthanded goal last game. You know, he, he started his AHL career with goals in each of his first three games, a little quiet after that, but, uh, still, now, he still plays a two-way game, and and he's still he's still a really good four-checker too. He's he's always around the puck. Just just a smart player, good speed, a guy who can play different roles in the lineup. All the things he was kind of touted to be coming out of junior hockey, he's showing that ability, and uh, and he certainly he certainly can finish around the net too. He's showing that that that's been huge. Um, you know, Tyson Forster. Um, I think Tyson's had a lot of good moments. I think there's another level of consistency to his game, and that that's part of playing in the American League is, you know, not just showing what you can do, but doing it on a game in and game out basis. Um, that he already has seven points, and there's another level to his game. I think that's a good thing. That uh, you know he's he's producing, even though I think it's you know it really is dependent on the game. Some games he's looked like a force. Some games I think have been a little quieter for him. But uh, I think he's coming along well. And I'll also mention Zade Wisdom. Uh, Wisdom doesn't have a goal yet, but I thought I think that Zade is really uh, going back to the road trip to Canada, the last four games. I think he's been really, really good for the Phantoms. He had, um, and not, not just because he has three assists in the last four games, although those were all really nice assists. Um, and uh, the beneficiary was actually uh, Ula Leakzell. He, he scored a few goals off of setups by... By wisdom, but just in terms of his physical game, he's making physical impact on games. Um, he's another guy who's come up with some really key block shots. So it's not, it's not just it's not just the points, but it's nice to see some points starting to come for him. Um, still looking for that first goal, but 
you know, when that comes, he's a guy, he's a guy who can finish around the net too. There, there's another, there's another young player who's, who's been stepping up for them. I think that's one of the really positive things that's developed again over the last, over the last couple of weeks here. Again, you mentioned Samuel Arson. He's made four straight starts with uh, Troy Grosnick out and obviously, uh, things will stabilize there if, when Grosnick returns, but he was up briefly, uh, this past uh, week with the Flyers because of Carter Hart's illness and, and really, it seemed like he and Felix Sandstrom were kind of neck and neck in the preseason in terms of the backup job. But Erson is uh, is waiver exempt, and Sam uh, Sandstrom's not, so that kind of makes the decision a little easier. But um, yeah, I imagine it might be nice at some point maybe to see him get a shot in the NHL and, and see where he's at. Uh, you know, I, I know everybody's uh, looking at it. Um, you know, as uh, uh, sometimes a log jam with goalies, but you are, you know, only one injury or in this day and age, one quick illness away from needing them. And, uh, you know, maybe it's a, uh, be a shot for him to get a little bit of a measurement at the NHL level. No, for sure. You know, and, and if you remember Sam coming into this year, um, he only had really officially five games of age experience, but really three right. because the game in his third start, he got injured. Uh, came back once, couldn't finish the game because of an injury. Came back a second time, couldn't finish that game because of an injury. So really only really only three games. And then he came to camp and had a, an outstanding camp. I mean, uh, you know, the flip side to Carter Hart being unavailable during camp was that Erson got to play a lot. Um, and also Felix was banged up in camp too, and he started the year on IR. So Erson uh, got a whole lot of action during the preseason. I, I think he's been I think he's been outstanding. Um, you know, as he settled in, as he's, as he's had a run of starts, and uh, in the most recent in the game against Springfield uh, on Saturday night, it was only a only really, really fluky goal that kept him from a shutout. Um, there was a, a carom off the end boards that hit him and went into the net, and just a real just a fluky goal. You could try that ten more times, and you know, and you won't it won't go in. Um, just just a weird carom, but every everything that was in front of him, he stopped. Um, and he's just just timely saves too. Um, if there's been a breakdown in front of him, if, the, if there's been a play where he just as pure athleticism, or sometimes not even not even just as positioning, you know, he can make some difficult saves look easy sometimes too. So goaltending, I think, on the whole, has been a strength for the Phantoms. Um, if they get if they get the PK really fully straightened out, then uh, you know, so much the better. But they're not giving up very much at five on five at all, and. and uh, Erson's been a big part of that. He's been really on his angles and looking sharp. So moving on from the Phantoms now into some of the other leagues, we'll start at the college level where Coder Gauthier, of course, is uh, you know, playing for Boston College and you know having a fairly dazzling season. Every now and then we'll turn Twitter on and we'll see him doing something else kind of crazy. Uh, what's the latest on him in terms of uh, how his freshman year is going at BC? Well, you know, long term, the Flyers see him as a center. That's that's what the Flyers would like him to be. Ultimately, he's seen time both at uh, both at center and at left wing this year. He can really play either, and ultimately, I think that bodes well because you know the more things a guy can do, the more places he can fit in your lineup. Um, but long term, the Flyers see him definitely as a center. Already in his first seven college games, he has five goals and eight points. Um, you know, not not the easiest thing to do is make an immediate impact coming into the college level as, as a true freshman. Um, the, the other the other day he scored just a 
just he made, he made a very difficult play look really easy. Um, now the defender fell down on the rush, but there was the, the defensive partner rotated over, so it was still a one on one. And he made a nice move, cutting across the circle, uh, pulled the puck forehand to backhand, and, and he scored. And it was just that's it, not the easiest thing to do. And he made he made it look like you know, like a walk in the park kind of easy goal. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just has an ability level, um, the size, the way he protects the puck. Um, you know, he plays he plays with some jam and intensity. And he looks to be the real deal. Now it's still very early, right? It's still early his freshman year. There, there's still, you know, there are adjustments that have to be made. But if you could have scripted how we would start the season after missing the first weekend for for family reasons, you could hardly you could hardly have written it out better. Gautier's off to a tremendous start. So we'll continue to to keep an eye on him. And yeah, again, uh, you know, uh, if you watch Boston College hockey on Twitter, you might see every now and then. Uh, some of these uh, moves that he's pulling off. Um, uh, another guy that's uh, a little more under the radar for the Flyers from this past year's draft, Alex Bump, fifth-round pick um, and playing in the, the USHL, but he's had a, a pretty good start to the season, uh, 12 points already in, in uh, 15 games. Yeah, and it's take, uh, through through this weekend, he has a four-game point streak going, points in five of the last six, and he's pretty much a pure offensive talent. Um, he's a guy, you know, he's a guy who's going to probably have to score to to have a, a long term future. Um, no, no rush on the player. He's in the USHL this year. He's going to go to University of Vermont. It'll be a. He's not a guy who's going to be pro in a year or two. I think uh, you know, he's a little bit of a longer term projection. But when you when you look at players, you know, there, there's no substitute for for pure ability. And his hands are the real deal. He, he can he can make plays in tight spaces. He can dish to an open teammate and, and he can finish. Um, and he's not afraid to shoot the puck. I, I think, I think so far this season, uh, something like he already has like about 55 shots on goal. I mean, he loves, he loves to shoot the puck and the flyer system definitely needs some guys who are willing to, sh- you know, look, shoot first. So mm-hmm. th- that's a, that's more of a long-term name, but you know, I remember, I remember back to a different kind of player, mind you, but I remember Noah Cates went the USHL route after he was drafted for a year before he went to Minnesota Duluth. And that year in the USHL did wonders for him. He was a, a whole level better as a player because of that year in the USHL. And uh, Bump seems to be on the same path. I mean, he's uh, he's definitely a talent. And, you know, it was nice he got to a little bit of a hot start. But even nicer that after he had a couple of games that uh, you know, there, there were some turnovers, there were some some couple plays in there that were not just not very good decisions. Well, he's corrected it. And, and his last batch of games, although the results haven't been there for Omaha as a team, I think he's played really, really well uh, over, I would say over about the last, last two, really the whole month of November. Um, I would say that since the game on uh, October 30th that they played um, since that time, I think he's been really, really good this whole month. He's one of those guys that, you know, is, uh, you mentioned obviously playing in the USHL and committed to the University of Vermont and under the way the NHL does things, um, the, the Flyers, you know, they can hold his rights all the way through college. So he's one of those guys that could, you know, he could come out of Vermont as late as, you know, five years from now as a uh, 24-year-old rookie. And so it gives the Flyers a long time to watch him develop and, and you know, let him hone his game at that level. And, you know, again, if they decide that he, you know, gets to the point where he can come out early and, and go play 
for Lehigh Valley. He could do that. Um, there, there's a lot of options, right, because of uh, him coming through American Juniors and, and then the uh, NCAA as opposed to some other routes. No, for sure. That was that was the Noah Cates path. That was the Tanner Lazinski route, too. Mm-hmm. They drafted him, played some USHL, and then played four years of college. So, you know, by the time they come out, they're physically mature. You know, the, the college game, it's good prep in terms of two-way expectations. You know, in junior hockey, it's easier, major junior hockey in Canada, it's easier to rack up a ton of points. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of off-the-puck details that, that uh, can be some pretty big-scale adjustments when the guy turns pro. And they're turning pro by 20 at that rate anyway. Um, you know, so, I mean, and, you know, there's no one route that's right for every player. But for, but for a player like Bump uh, coming out of, the high school level in Minnesota, um, uh, you know, he was one of the best high school players in, in a state known for its high school players. But uh, but there are a lot of lot of details to his game that require a lot of work, and it's going to take. It's not going to happen overnight. So the year in the USHL, which is a which is a good developmental league, and then you know maybe up to all four years in college, that that's the kind of ideal player that you want there, where there's an ability, but there's you know, there's physical maturity, there's uh, developing a two-way game, you know, and, and a little just emotional maturity, learning learning the, the steps it's going to take to make the transition to being a pro player, hopefully, at some point. So, yeah, for, for him, I think that that's exactly the right path for a player such as himself. So moving on to uh, the overseas group, and we'll start in Sweden. Emil Andre, who's uh, playing for HV71 in the Swedish Hockey League at his, um, you know, it's it's a return, I think, if I'm not I'm not mistaken, for him to the top level of Swedish hockey after being there two seasons ago for a little bit. But last year he spent the uh, the entire uh, season in the second division. It looks like with which HV 71s team, um, but um, back up with the big club this year and and again having a pretty good start. Yeah, that's because HV 71 got relegated. I um, see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, like in European soccer, they yes. have, they have relegation. So the so the team had to drop down a level. Okay. Um, now he was he was the uh, the best defenseman at uh, you know the top Swedish minor league level a year ago. As you said, the team is back up to the uh, elite league this year. And uh, and when we had our, our previous episode, I, I said that he's played in a lot of t- he played in a lot of tough luck. Uh, early on in the season, the points weren't showing how well he was playing. Um, now the points, now the points are coming too. Uh, the the team itself is still struggling, but this is this is a kid who could go out give you twenty minutes a night in Sweden's top league. Fearless, absolutely a fearless player. He's small, but he I mean he he competes at a level where it, it doesn't even matter. It, you don't even don't even really worry about the size, other than that you know. There are some physical mismatches he might get in, but you know, and I'm not comparing his upside to Kimo Timonen because that's not fair. Mm-hmm. But he's he, like Kimo in that he never really worried about Kimo getting manhandled because a he was deceptively strong, really, you know, a, a, like a low center of gravity but deceptive strength on his frame, and, and b just so smart. And uh, you know, I mean, we'll we'll see how it goes with Emilio over time, but. He's a very, very savvy player and has leadership potential too. He was the captain of Team Sweden at the World Juniors. Um, he's he's worn a letter at every level so far, and and if he were to stay a little while, you know, in the uh, 
Swedish league, he'd be a guy who would be a, a long-term captain of his team. So, you know, I, I think he'll be over in North America next year. I, I'm glad the points are starting to come for him um, because he was creating a lot and just nothing to show for it. Um, you know, he he's very good in the power play. He gets his shots through. That That's something, too. Sometimes, sometimes uh, you know, scouts, you, you can fall in love with the, the – with the radar gun, with the velocity is on the shot, but it's more important the guy gets them on the net. Andre is very good at, at putting pucks on the net when he shoots, Make, makes good decisions. So he doesn't get, he doesn't get blocked a lot where it goes the other way as an odd man rush and good defensive stick, uh, you know, rarely out of position. I mean, just, just so many, so many of those little details, uh, as young as he is are already in order for him. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know how HV71 as a team is going to do the rest of this year. They're, they're, they're not one of the top teams in Sweden. And that, and that still is going to hold down this point somewhat just because they don't have a ton of guys that can finish. They have a few, but they're, they're not a really super deep offensive team. But just in terms of his continued development as an all-around player, um, you know, he, he's one of the top prospects in the flyer system regardless of level. So that's, uh, you know, it's all good. Um, and, and just in terms of how his development has been, his development trajectory has been, um, I I think it's been continuously going up, up, up over the last year. And I don't see why that shouldn't continue. Yeah. And one of the things that jumps out at me too, is, you know, not just his HV 71 numbers, but at that world juniors, you know, he has, uh, you know, seven points, I think it was in in eight games. He go to go to the bronze medal game, win the bronze medal game, almost got to the final. Um, you know, I, I like the way he matches up there against peers at this point, yep. you know, so that's also a good look for him. Um, also, uh, overseas in the uh, KHL, uh, Flyers have, uh, Alexei Kolosov, who's uh, a more recent draft pick. Uh, tell us a little bit about what he's been up to. He's, uh, he's been playing in the KHL as a regular, uh, since he was a teenager, which is very, very rare, mm-hmm. very rare, especially for a goalie, um, over there. And he has really, uh, I, I, his last five starts have been excellent. He had a little bit of a, a tough start, his first few starts. And lately he's been locked in. Um, you know, if we, with Kolosov, with any kind of, with, with any Russian player, there's always a question as to when he'll be available. You know, but, but when we talk about depth of goaltending in, in the flyer system underneath the NHL level, I mean, I guess you start with Urson just because he's at the AHL level and he has a lot of, lot of ability, but don't sleep on Kolosov because that's a guy who is in his third year as a starter in the KHL, which, which says a whole lot about uh, how highly he's regarded. Um, very athletic. Um, you know, he, he plays his angles well. I think he also has a game. Some goalies, I, I think, might have trouble adapting to the North American game. When, when he eventually comes over, I think he's a guy who could make that adjustment fairly quickly. Um, he's pretty, he can be pretty aggressive. You know, a lot of times the old stereotype of European goalies as a whole was that they were, they would hide way back in their net I mean, he'll come out and he'll challenge. So that's, uh, you know, that, 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 that's all, there's a, there's a lot of tools and a lot of things to like, I think he's still only 20 years old too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, even if he comes over when he's 22, 23 years old, that that's still right on track for where, when a lot of goalies start to make their move. So that's, uh, it was a system depth thing. That's been that's been a nice development, um, and particularly his last run of games, he's had he's faced thirty five, forty shots in some of those games, and 
he's been outstanding. I mean, he's given his team a chance to win, which is all any goalie at any level can do. Well, we're going to put a bow on this edition of uh, Prospect Pipeline. Bill, thanks for joining us, and, uh, and we'll do this again probably uh, sometime in December. So we hope you have a, a good Thanksgiving, and we'll keep traps on things. Sounds good, Brian. All right, folks, thanks again for joining us here on another edition of Prospect Pipeline. And don't forget to check out everything else we got going on uh, on the Flyers Broadcast Network, not just the game broadcast, but uh, Flyers Radio 24-7. You can get there at flyersradio247.com or 92.5 FM HD3 if you have HD radio in your cars. And uh, Jason Martinez also bringing us Flyers Daily every single week. You can find that on uh, probably the same podcast providers you found this podcast on. So check that out as well. And we will uh, be talking to you soon here on Prospect Pipeline after uh, the Thanksgiving breaks. We hope you all have a great holiday and uh, we will uh, see you in December. The preceding program is an original production of the Flyers Broadcast Network. You can find this and other programs available on demand at flyersbroadcastnetwork.com.